Act Three of The Life and Death of Tom Thumb the Great by Henry Fielding. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Act Three, Scene One, King Arthur's Palace. Ghost, Solace. Hail ye black horrors of midnight's mid-noon, ye fairies, goblins, bats, and screech-owls, hail, and o oh, ye mortal watchmen whose hoarse throats the immortal ghosts dread croakings counterfeit, all hail, ye dancing phantoms who by day are some condemned to fast, some feast in fire, now play in churchyards, skipping o'er the graves to the loud music of the silent bell, all hail. Scene two. King. Ghost. What noise is this? What villain dares at this dread hour, with feet and voice profane, disturb our royal walls? One who defies thy empty power to hurt him, one who dares walk in thy bedchamber. Presumptuous slave, thou diest. Threaten others with that word. I am a ghost and am already dead. Ye stars, tis well. Were thy last hour to come, this moment had been it. Yet by thy shroud I'll pull thee backward, squeeze thee to a bladder, till thou dost groan thy nothingness away. Ghost retires. Thou fliest. Tis well. I thought what was the courage of a ghost, yet dare not on thy life. Why say I that, since life thou hast not? Dare not walk again within these walls, on pain of the Red Sea. For if henceforth I ever find thee here, as sure, Sure as a gun, I'll have thee laid. Were the Red Sea a sea of Holland's gin, the liquor when alive, whose very smell I did detest, did loathe, yet for the sake of Thomas Thumb I would be laid therein. Ha? Huh? said you? Yes, my liege, I said Tom Thumb, whose father's ghost I am, once not unknown to mighty Arthur. But I see tis true, the dearest friend, when dead we all forget. "'Tis he! "'Tis the honest Gaver Thumb! "'Oh, let me press thee in my eager arms, "'thou best of ghosts! "'Thou something more than a ghost!' "'Would I were something more "'that we again might feel each other "'in the warm embrace! "'But now I have the advantage of my king, "'for I feel thee, whilst thou dost not feel me!' "'But say, thou dearest heir, "'oh, say what dread important business "'sends thee back to earth!' Oh, then prepare to hear, which but to hear is full enough to send thy spirit hence. Thy subjects up in arms by grizzle led will, ere the rosy-fingered morn shall ope the shutters of the sky, before the gate of this thy royal palace swarming spread. So have I seen the bees in clusters swarm, so have I seen the stars in frosty nights, so have I seen the sand in windy days, so have I seen the ghosts on Pluto's shore, so have I seen the flowers in spring arise, so have I seen the leaves in autumn fall, so have I seen the fruits in summer smile, so have I seen the snow in winter frown. Damn all thou hast seen! Dost thou beneath the shape of Gaffer Tom? Come hither to abuse me with similes, to keep me on the rack? Hence, or by all the torments of thy hell, 
I'll run thee through the body, though thou'st none. Arthur, beware. I must this moment hence, not frighted by your voice, but by the cocks. Arthur, beware, 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 beware. Strive to avert thy yet impending fate. For if thou art killed today, tomorrow all thy care will come too late. Scene three, King Solus. Oh, stay and leave me not uncertain thus. And whilst thou tellest me what's like my fate, oh, teach me how I may avert it too. Cursed be the man who first a simile made, cursed every bard who writes. So have I seen those whose comparisons are just and true, and those who liken things not like at all. The devil is happy that the whole creation can furnish out no simile to his fortune. Scene four, King, Queen. What is the cause, my Arthur, that you steal thus silently from Dolalola's breast? Why dost thou leave me in the dark alone, when well thou knowst I am afraid of sprites? Oh, Dolalola, do not blame my love. I hoped the fumes of last night's punch had laid thy lovely eyelids fast. But, oh, I find there is no power in drams to quiet wives. Each morn as the returning sun they wake and shine upon their husbands. Think, oh think, what a surprise it must be to the sun, rising, to find the vanished world away. What less can be the wretched wife's surprise, when stretching out her arms to fold thee fast, she found her useless bolster in her arms. Think, think on that. Oh, think, think well on that. I do remember also to have read in Dryden's of its metamorphosis that Jove in form inanimate did lie with beauteous Danae. And trust me, love, I feared the bolster might have been a Jove. Come to my arms, most virtuous of thy sex. O Dalalala, were all wives like thee, so many husbands never had worn horns. Should hunkamunka of thy worth partake, Tom Thumb indeed were blessed. O fatal name, for didst thou know one quarter what I know, then wouldst thou know, alas, what thou wouldst know. What can I gather hence? Why dost thou speak like men who carry rare shows about? Now you shall see, gentlemen, what you shall see. Oh, tell me more! Or hast thou told too much? Scene five. King, Queen, Noodle. Long life attend your majesty's domain, great Arthur King and Dolora Queen. Lord Grizzle, with a bold rebellious crowd, advances to the palace threatening loud. Unless the princess be delivered straight, and the victorious dumb without his pate, they are resolved to batter down the gate. Scene 6. King, Queen, Hunkamunka, Noodle. See where the princess comes? Where is Tom Thumb? Oh, sir, about an hour and a half ago, he sallied out to encounter with his foe, and swore unless his fate had him misled from Grizzle's shoulders to cut off his head and served up with your chocolate in bed. Tis well I found one devil told us both. Come, Dolalala, 
Hunkamunka, come. Within we'll wait for the victorious thumb. In peace and safety we secure may stay, while to his arm we trust the bloody fray. Though men and giants should conspire with gods, he is alone equal to all these odds. He is indeed a helmet to us all. While he supports, we need not fear to fall. His arm dispatches all things to our wish, and serves up every foe's head in a dish. Void is the mistress of the house of care, while the good cook presents the bill of fare. Whether the cod, that northern king of fish, or duck, or goose, or pig adorn the dish, no fears the number of her guests afford, but at her hour she sees the dinner on the board. Scene 7, Plain Grizzle, Foodle, Rebels Thus far our arms with victory are crowned. For though we have not fought, yet we have found no enemy to fight withal. Yet I, methinks, would willingly avoid this day, this first of April, to engage our foes. This day, for all the days of the year, I choose, for on this day my grandmother was born. Gods, I will make Tom Thumb an April fool, will teach his wit an errand it ne'er knew, and send it post to the Elysian shades. I'm glad to find our army is so stout, nor does it move my wonder less than joy. What friends we have, and how we came so strong, I'll softly tell you as we march along. Scene 8. Thunder and Lightning. Tom Thumb, Clumdalka, Cum Suis. O oh, Noodle, hast thou seen a day like this? The unborn thunder rumbles o'er our heads, as if the gods meant to unhinge the world, and heaven and earth in wild confusion hurl. Yet will I boldly tread the tottering ball. Tom Thumb. What voice is this I hear? Tom Thumb. Again it calls. Tom Thumb. It calls again. Appear, whoe'er thou art, I fear thee not. Thou hast no cause to fear, I'm thy friend. Merlin by name, a conjurer by trade. And to my art thou dost thy being owe. How? Here then, the mystic gain of Tom Thumb. His father was a ploughman plain, his mother milked the cow. And yet the way to get a son, this couple knew not how, until such time the good old man to learned Merlin goes. And there to him, in great distress, in a secret manner shows how in his heart he wished to have a child, in time to come to be his heir, though it may be no bigger than his thumb. Of which old Merlin was foretold that he his wish should have, and so a son of stature small the charmer to him gave. Doubts erred the past. Look up and see the future. Lost in amazement's gulf, my senses sink. See there, Glumdalka, see another me. Oh, sight of horror! See, you are devoured by the expanded jaws of a red cow. Let not these eyes deter thy noble mind, fellow. A sight more glorious courts thy eyes. 
See, from afar Athea arise. Their ages yet unborn shall pay tribute to the heroic actions of this day. Then Buskin strategy at length shall choose thy name, the best supporter of her muse. Enough. Let every warlike music sound. We fall contented if we fall renowned. Scene 9. Lord Grizzle, Foodle, Rebels on one side, Tom Thumb, Glumdalka on the other. At length the enemy advances nigh. I hear them with my ear and see them with my eye. Draw your swords. For liberty we fight, and liberty the mustard is of life. Are you the man whom men famed Grizzle name? Are you the much more famed Tom Thumb? The same. Come on, our worth upon ourselves we'll prove, for liberty I fight. And I for love. A bloody engagement between the two armies here, drums beating, trumpets sounding, thunder and lightning. They fight off and on several times. Some fall. Grizzle and Glumdalka remain. Turn, coward, turn, nor from a woman fly. Away, that too ignoble for my arm. Have at thy heart. Nay, then I thrust at thine. You push too well. You've run me through the guts, and I am dead. Then there's an end to one. When thou art dead, then there's an end of two, villain. Tom Thumb. Rebel. Tom Thumb. Hell. Hunka Munka. Thou hast it there. Too sure I feel it. To hell, then, like a rebel as you are, and give my service to the rebels there. Triumph not, Thumb, nor think thou shalt enjoy thy hunka munka undisturbed. I'll send my ghost a fetcher to the other world. It shall but bait at heaven and then return. But, ah... Uh, I feel death rumbling in my brains. Some kinder sprite knocks softly at my soul and gently whispers it to haste away. I come, I come, most willingly I come. So when some city wife a country heir to Hampstead or to Highgate doth repair, her to make haste her husband does implore and cries my dear the coach is at the door with equal wish desirous to be gone she gets into the coach and then she cries drive on with those last words he vomited his soul which like whipped cream the devil will swallow down bear off the body and cut off the head which i will to the king in triumph lug Rebellion's dead, and now I'll go to breakfast. Scene 10. King, Queen, Hunkamunka, Courtiers. Open the prisons, set the wretched free, and bid our treasurer disperse six pounds to pay their debts. Let no one weep today. Come, Dalalala, curse that odious name. 
it is so long it asks for an hour to speak it by heavens i'll change it into doll or lol or any other civil monosyllable that will not tire my tongue come sit thee down here seated let us view the dancers sports bid them advance this is the wedding day of princess hunkamunka and tom thumb tom thumb who wins two victories to-day and this way marches bring grizzle's head a dance here our monsters dreadful terrible oh oh death be my ears for ever blinds my eyes don't be my tongue feet lime all senses lost howl wolves grunt buzz hiss snakes shriek all ye ghosts what does the blockhead mean i mean my liege only to grasp my tail with decent horror whilst by my garret twice two stories high i looked and prod into the streets below i saw tom from attended by the mob twice twenty shoeboys twice two dozen legs chairman and porters hackney coach bed horse aloft he bore the grisly head of grizzle when of a sudden through the streets there came a cow of larger than usual size and in a moment, guess, oh, guess the rest. As in a moment, swallowed up Tom Fub. Shut up again the prisons. Bid my treasurer not give three farthings out. Hang all the culprits, guilty or not. No matter. Ravish virgins. Go bid the schoolmasters whip all their boys. Let lawyers, parsons, and physicians loose to rob, impose on, and kill the world. How about to stay the queen? Is it a swoon? Not so much in a swoon, but I have still strength to reward the messenger of ill news. <clears throat> Kills Noodle. Oh, I'm sorry. My lover's killed. I will revenge him. So. Kills the queen. Oh, my mama killed. Vile murderess, beware. Kills Cleora. This for an old grudge to thy heart. Kills Hunkamunka. And this? I drive to thine, O Doodle, for a new one. Kills Doodle. Ah, murderous vile, take that. Kills Mustafa. And take thou this. Kills himself and falls. Oh, so when the child whom nurse from danger guards sends jack for mustard with a pack of cards kings queens and knaves throw one another down till the whole pack lies scattered and o'erthrown so all our pack upon the floor is cast and all i boast is that i fall the last uh... dies End of Act 3 End of The Life and Death of Tom Thumb the Great by Henry Fielding